Hey everybody, welcome to the Coastal Noise Podcast. Thanks for joining us today on this episode. We have Mayor of Ocean Springs, Shay Dobson, joining us for his second appearance on the show. We talked about a lot of great stuff in our hour and a half conversation, and I'm looking forward to getting into that. But before I do, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, another local Ocean Springs resident, an artist and good friend of mine, Eddie Dixon, who recently released a really fantastic album that I've been listening to these past couple weeks. And just kind of wanted to share it, talk a little bit about it, and um, tell you guys what me and Eddie have down uh, working in the pipes for the next coming weeks. If you would, do me a favor. If you've got a pen, something to write on nearby, or you can type this into your phone, just write down Eddie Dixon's new album name. It's called Coinstar. It's one word, um, just like the magical machines that you put all your loose change in. You can listen to it on his Bandcamp, which is eddiedixon.bandcamp.com, or if you go to the show notes for this episode, you can click on his name and it will send you directly to his band uh, Bandcamp website. I've been doing this show for five years. I don't ask a lot from listeners, you know, channel subscriptions or occasional feedback maybe. But if you're a true music fan or if you believe in supporting local artists, please go and check this guy's work out. And he's been self-producing his solo albums for years now. And Coinstar, in my opinion, is by far his best work. I love this album. Go listen to tracks like Best Trick by Far or Conversation with a Ghost. Listen to Why I Ain't Worried or the really beautifully moving self-titled track, Coinstar. If this isn't good songwriting, I don't know what the hell is. Uh, there's something on it for everybody. I think it's upbeat, it's fun, it's weird, it's thought-provoking, and perhaps the most incredible part about it is that Eddie Dixon himself wrote, recorded, and produced this whole thing, this entire piece of work by himself, which blows my mind. Eddie has always had, has always put out music with strong detail to audio quality, but he's really outdone himself here. I mean, this album sounds like it was recorded in a million dollar studio and I'm working on a more in-depth review that I'll post for the album. If you want to check that out in the next week or two, but if you'd really like to hear more about the album, uh, I'd really like to encourage you to, to listen in on the next podcast. I'm talking with Eddie right now and he's agreed to come on the show and play a few of the tunes from Coinstar and talk about the creation of the album. So be sure to subscribe to Coastal Noise on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, if you haven't already. And you'll get the episode as soon as it's published, along with access to all the other Coastal Noise podcasts that I put out for the free. So, And you can take those savings and maybe buy Eddie's album. If you can't, I get it. You know, money's tight sometimes, but I know it would mean a lot to Eddie if you just listened to some of his work and left him a review, dropped him a line, or provided him with some kind of feedback. But trust me, this is one of the best independent albums you're going to hear this year. It's worth every penny, and it deserves a spot in your music collection. Coinstar. Check it out. On this episode, we have Shay Dobson. We talk about the state flag on two separate occasions. Dobson's last six months in office, local news, controversies, social media and online debates, and then get into some more lighthearted topics like trending television shows, video games, and world travel. So I hope you enjoy it. Please feel free to leave feedback in the comments section on the Coastal Noise website, the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, or ever else you want to drop us a line. And please share the episode if you enjoyed the conversation. It helps the show grow and attract bigger and better guests kick it off now this is coastal noise podcast episode number 73 with shay dobson all right folks welcome to the show we've got mayor dobson here <laughs> here to uh chop it up and 
talk about things, man. Yes, how, how's things been going the last six months for you? It's been going well, you know, it's, uh, we got a lot of, a lot of good things I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think what, what's really cool is this now I'm starting to see some, some things that we had put in the pipeline at the beginning mm -hmm. that's, that's starting to come through and it's just, it's really rewarding seeing, seeing some stuff you've been working on starting to pay dividends, you know? Um, but we're working on, uh, like for instance, we're getting ready to hire a, a retail company to help out with economic development. Um, you know, we're moving forward on some, uh, important infrastructure projects and such where, uh, taking care of the beach the beach is uh um, you know as as most people are aware the tides are rising and and all of that stuff and um you know i don't want to get into why or who's responsible but they are uh so we have to address that um but yeah just we, we got a lot of stuff going on and um it's just it's just really cool really cool it's uh really an honor um and really the funnest and not even the it is fun but um just one of the most rewarding jobs i've ever had just being able to help people you know every, every day i'm stuff. sure you haven't it hasn't been without challenges though too oh yeah yeah we've had some challenges yeah we've definitely had some challenges but uh you know what are you gonna do that's uh you gotta i guess you gotta take the good with the bad right mm -hmm. <laughs> how do you navigate those those setbacks um you know I'm, I'm a big believer in you are, um, you are the company you keep and, and that it's important to, to keep, um, people that share your values and such around you. Um, so I keep, I keep a close knit group of friends and family, um, you know, not even, not even politicos, people who are into politics and stuff like, I, I like keeping people around me who I can go to and say, look, this is the situation or, um, you know, who, who can kind of give me advice and not from a political perspective or anything like that, just from a basic, uh, average person perspective. Um, and that, that's really what I do is I kind of, um, just go back and, and, uh, you know, fall back to, uh, people I trust. Mm -hmm. So what, what kind of issues, uh, and concerns does the general public approach you with most often? Um, the general public, you know, I know the hurricane, the thing, hurricane the cleanup thing was a big issue that you guys were trying to stay on top of. Yeah. Um, and we've, we've done a lot of, we've done some, some, we, we've moved forward with putting together some things to help, uh, help, you know, for the next hurricane that it won't be as bad. Um, but yeah, last year was, it was just a crazy year. You know, it was, we got record setting rain. Um, and it was just a whole bunch of, um, you know, circumstances that all came together at one time, but you know, that's not an excuse. It's, um, we need to, we need to be able to, uh, um, get this, um, you know, when, when there's a hurricane, we need to be able to clean up and get everything done. And, uh, I've put together some, some things I think will, will help that. So, um, you know, drainage, uh, the, it's funny cause one of my aldermen went to a conference in DC and I uh, was talking to, you know, there was people from municipalities all over the country. And he said, you know, a lot of this, a lot of the, uh, stuff that we're dealing with, um, it's no different than, um, what a lot of municipalities are around the country are dealing with. So, uh, it didn't really help, but it was a little, you know, okay, at least we're not, you know, everybody, everybody's got infrastructure issues. Um, you know, drainage, um, you know, and when there's a change in, in government, um, you know, the city employees and such, we, we have some of the best city employees in, in the world, but, um, you know, it, it could be a little stressful sometimes. And I feel like our, uh, city employees have done a great job at, at, you know, rolling with all the changes, mm -hmm. you know, obviously it's not without hiccups, but you know, I feel like we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. What aspects have you enjoyed most about the job? 
Uh, it's the everyday stuff. You know, again, it's, it's, you know, if somebody, if somebody's calling and, um, their trash is not getting picked up or, um, you know, their, the, the ditch is, is needs to be cleaned. It's the everyday stuff. I like, I like being able to help people with, cause really, I mean, I think that that's what's, you know, I think that's what government should be there for is to help, you know, it's, it's the average everyday stuff that we need to be able to help with, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, that's what I like. That's yeah. what I like. Just, just keep my head down and, uh, <laughs> or at least trying to keep my head down and, uh, um, just do my job, come in and do my job, help people out and, um, you know, hopefully go home and, you know, maybe go to some af business after hours events and stuff. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I like it. Do you feel, I know that it's, it's impossible to avoid backlash in a position such as the one you hold, but mm -hmm. do you feel... Do you feel support generally from the community? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing. I think when you're going to have backlash, I mean, I don't, I don't, you're going to have people who you're not always going to be, be able to make everybody happy. Um, no, there's no decision I can make that everybody's going to agree with a hundred percent. Um, but I think that it's, you know, it's important to, even if you disagree with somebody, you don't, you, it, you can agree to disagree. Um, and I think that most people can do that. Um, and when you have, uh, some, sometimes social media, obviously, uh, I think, uh, escalates it into where, um, just because someone is, 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 has a, is speaking really loudly doesn't mean that it's a vast majority of people. So that they may think that way. You know, so I think that um, what we what we're seeing is, you know, people who when you're on social media and, and all of that, people think that just because there's a lot of stuff being shared, people talking, um, you know, I think most people are kind of getting tired of social media. They're, they're tired of fighting with people. So a lot of people just stay off. And then you have extremists on both sides and people with uh, bad intentions on both sides or, um, or, you know, maybe they're just, uh, just crude and such. I don't know who just constantly going at each other. So I think a lot of times that uh, it may look a lot worse on the surface than it really is not the saying that there's not issues or not things that we need to address. Um, but I think that everything can get escalated on social media um further than it may actually be in in the um you know in real life yeah so um because people can have their opinions just thrown out there and yeah. um i think there's a level that it probably gets ramped up a little bit because you're not actually there in person talking mm -hmm. to whoever it is that you're arguing with or whatever yeah well and and you know not only that but it's like okay we can disagree on policy, you know, we can disagree on the way things should be run all day long. Um, but to go, to go forward and, and say, well, you don't agree with my policy. You don't agree with this. Therefore you're a racist or therefore you're a snowflake or therefore you're, um, just a crying little, you know, whiny liberal, or you're a, uh, white supreme, you know, it's like people are, t are taking, um, for instance, I'm very fiscally conservative, you know, when it comes to taxes and economy and such. And people even now are these days are like, oh, if you, if you agree with, with tax cuts, you're racist. It's like, what, 
well, how does that you're we're talking two different we're talking an economic sphere and a like if 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 okay can i come back and say forbes has already uh shown clearly that the affordable care act raised um insurance premiums well who does that hurt the people who are the most um vulnerable in society and a lot of times that's people that's minorities that's people that that's poor folks so by using a lot of that logic, I can go. I can go behind and say, "Look, if you supported the Affordable Care Act, then you're you're a racist. You, you know, you 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 just want white people to succeed because you supported a policy that uh, raised premium prices, which hurt the most vulnerable society." But I know that's not true. You know, what I'm saying? I know just because someone uh, supported the Affordable Care Act, we have a disagreement on maybe the way healthcare should be run. But I'm not going to go and attack them and say that they're a racist. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that that's, that's what you're seeing a lot. Um, and I think it's been ramped up in the uh, past year or two and yeah. it's, it's very unfortunate. Um, and I think that that's, that's contributing to a lot of, uh, and what I think, you, what I think you need is people on, on both sides who, and, and really conservatives need to do a lot of, a better job at this too, is when, you know, you have somebody who will, um, get on there and be, um, on, on social media or wherever and, and be bashing, a you know, a liberal or a whatever it is, it's both sides need to do a better job at calling out. Um, I don't want to necessarily say their side, but conservatives need, need to do a better job at, um, at calling out inflamed rhetoric. I'm not saying, uh, you know, I've done a perfect job at it, but really my, you know, when it comes to, to me, I'm just a mayor. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just do the best for my city, you know? That's all I'm trying to do. Um, like, again, you don't have to agree with all my policies. You don't have to agree with um, certain things that I do. But all I ask is that um, I'm big on giving people the benefit of the doubt and going in with good faith effort. Um, so, I mean, I feel like we're start, we're beating around the bush and we'll just get into it. You know, the flag. Um, you know, people, like I said, people don't have to agree with me on the flag. People don't have to... Um, you know, people can think the whatever they want about the flag is a symbol, whatever, whichever way somebody relates to a symbol, I can't dictate that. Um, but what I do ask is that just at the very least, just to, just give people the benefit of the doubt that um, if they want to honor their state, if, if they want to um, be proud of their state and fly the flag, um, it doesn't mean that that, you know, somebody's a racist or anything like that. And really, that was that was my intention the whole time uh, from the very beginning. Um, whenever it went up and not only that, but the, um, the flag has, has, has always been up in ocean Springs. Only the, the whole, the whole thing has to do with me putting one flag up and it's at city hall, but the flag's always flown, you know? So, um, all, I, all I was trying to do is, is, um, respect my state, honor my state. I'm very glad to be from Mississippi. We definitely have our own problems. We definitely have our own issues, but, um, you know, I think that this is a special state with a, that, that breeds a lot of very interesting and special people i mean we got without mississippi american music would be nowhere near what it is today. very different i mean bb king elvis presley you can go on and on so we have a we have a culture in mississippi that i'm very proud of of um um although it did largely come from you know black people and slavery and things like that too oh yeah i mean as far as the, the mississippi that i know you know the 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 um um i kind of feel like this state um, where we've been beat down for so long. And I'm just talking about the people in general and you know, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, we have a lot of poverty in this state. And so I almost feel like to make it in this state, you really, really have to have a drive. 
Um, and I also feel like this state um, breeds a lot of humility, which I, I, I value. Uh, but, you know, that I'm, I'm kind of chasing rabbits here. But, you know, that, that's, that's what it is. Um, I love my state. I love my country. Uh, it sounds kind of cliche, I know. But, um, you know, that, that's, I think, mayor... Um, mayor flies state flag should not be a controversial headline. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my perspective. Yeah, on it. and uh, just to add on that, it's going back to the music thing. It's kind of a double-edged sword in a, in a weird way because you know me as as somebody who loves the blues, you know, blues and rock and roll. Uh, mm -hmm. Does that mean I love slavery? Well, no, but that's the circumstances under which it occurred. So that's, that's a great kind point. of a weird weird way to look at it mm -hmm. um can we talk about the incident that happened this week sure. with um the kkk supposedly mm -hmm. uh posting a, a video directed at one of the the members of the um the organization uh, um yeah and that's that's uh you know the clan is is i, I, I it's, it's 2018 the fact that we're still having to to deal with a racist group like that is is ridiculous um and that i think that is that is one thing that people who do support the current design of the flag do really need to step back. And I'm not saying that, you know, again, like anything I just said, I'm not saying that the vast majority of people who may support the flag don't, don't agree with them. But I think that people need to step back and say, okay, um, this is, this is something that we're fighting over the, the design of the flag. And if it's and it's very clear that it draws out a lot of very negative um, reactions towards it and i think people who does who who support the current flag need to take that into consideration um you know again my my um my position on the flag is never i've, I've you know and it, it may need to change that's 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 another thing you know it, it may need to change um by saying that does it you know and again um all I wanted, but but back back to the actual situation. Yeah, it was a horrific situation. The the KKK is is, um, you know, again, just a, a outdated, not even outdated. They should have never existed. A racist terrorist group, um, and you know they they've they've been in Ocean Springs before. Well, they've been in, in on the coast before, probably about 2016, I believe. Um, they did come in Ocean Springs. Actually, physically came in Ocean Springs and um, distributed pamphlets. Um, and the st again, the state flag was up there. So, you know, just a few years ago, um, they actually did come in ocean Springs physically, uh, with state flags up there. And so, um, that's also something I want people to, you know, think about is that, um, you know, they're, they're, we're seeing a lot of people going and pointing the fingers, you know, who, who's responsible and a lot of fingers are pointing at me. Well, in 2016, when the Klan actually did come and the state flags were still up at that point where were the fingers pointing at elected officials then i mean if if i'm if if were you in office at the time that they no. oh, okay no and that's kind of my point that's kind of my point and and here's the thing you know people when when if, if you have a legit um and i'm not gonna say if there's a lot of people who have a a, a big problem with that and i that's perfect i completely respect that i understand and i get it um but to sit here and, and, and try to point fingers at me and blame me for stuff like that when just a few years ago an uh, incident happened and, 
you know, everybody came together and said, we're not going to, we don't want to accept this. And, and there was no pointing fingers and the flag was up. The flag was up then. How was that situation handled? Were they allowed to be out there and, and when they distributed pamphlets? Yeah. I mean, is the, I mean, it's is a, that freedom of, a freedom of speech. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I and, mean, uh, I assume that law enforcement and stuff was on site to kind of make sure nothing got out of hand. Well, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know all the details of the situation, but they, um, from what I understand, now I haven't, I haven't really dug dug into it, and you know I tried to, and really, you know, I mean we're talking about it here, but I hate that we're having to talk about it, you know. Um, but I, I I haven't really dug up, and and but I do know that, um, yeah. From, from what I, from what I understand, they distributed some pamphlets, and I guess kind of like in the like at night when people weren't. So I don't I don't know if they caught them or anything like that, but. Um, yeah, it was, it was, but I think it was a, a freedom of speech thing. They said, you know, obviously it's horrific and we don't want it, but, um, I think that it was, I can't remember what all came out from it, but you know, again, it's, 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 you know, but that happened on when Barack Obama was, was president. Um, so, you know, if it was, if, if everybody could get along then if, if, if fingers won't be appointed then, then why are they being appointed now? That's, that's, that's kind of it. And I'm not trying to, you know, the, the clan is, is horrific. They shouldn't even exist. A lot of, a lot of this stuff shouldn't exist. But what I, what I'm saying is that I feel like a lot of it is, is, um, getting escalated and people are pointing the fingers at the wrong person, you know, and I'm not going to say I've handled it, it, every situation perfectly. I'm not going to say that at all. Um, but personally, I believe I've been getting treated, uh, unfair. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's a horrible situation and, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I came and you saw, I don't know if you saw my statement. Yes, where, where I, I did. Yeah. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I hate the fact that I even had to that we even have to talk about this stuff. Um, you know, a part of me almost wants to like sit down and have a podcast with these guys, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then again, like, I know, well, uh, and, and I, I know, and, and that's, and that's why I appreciate you, you having me on here because I feel like if we could, if we could just actually have conversations like this, um, you could clear up a lot of misunderstandings mm -hmm. but the problem is is and you're seeing it on both sides and it's escalating on both sides to where you can't you can't have a conversation and that's the thing is that i've heard well you know the mayor doesn't want to listen to anybody or he doesn't want well i've been getting hammered about this for six for eight months you know close to eight months um i've stated my case numerous times um I don't say, I'm not saying you have to agree with it, but the thing is, is, you know, I'll say, look, I, uh, and I'll ask you this, the logic of wanting to, um, respect your state and honor your state. I mean, I mean, that's, I'm not saying you have to agree with that, but you can understand that logic. Right. So by, by knowing that, does that, you could say, okay, well, I disagree with your logic. Um, and the state flag does this, or the state flag represents that. That's a, that's that's one. That's a fine art. I mean, you can have that argument, but once you start insinuating that I'm putting it up because 
I'm trying to send signals or I'm trying to, um, you know, intimidate people. Or I'm trying to do any of that. You know, that's that I think is what when you start to insert that language, you know, I've seen stuff about, I mean, my, my name has been absolutely jugged through the mud re regarding this. Um, and I've said, you know, and I've said it from the beginning and I've even called for a, for a new vote on the state flag. I think we do need a new vote and it may need to change. It may need to change. It's, it's very clear that people feel, um, very strongly about this. And I think that, you know, if I heard one analogy about it, um, that I really like, somebody said that, you know, if we're going to, um, if I'm going to invite somebody into my home to stay the night or be my roommate or something like that, why would I want to have symbols on the wall that I know would be uh, hurtful to them or um, offensive. offensive to them or something like that? Um, and if it is, if it's something that I may just go ahead and put it in my in my room or in, you know, more of a private space instead of the, the, the shared common space. And that's a very good analogy. And I think that people who do support the flag really need to think about that. Um, you know, but as far as me, I'm, all I'm trying to do is honor and respect my state, um, and do my job. That's it. I'm not even remotely racist. Um, you know, I, I, I I like to think that I get along with everybody as much as I can, um, you know, and I just, it's just, it's just a shame that it, a lot of this has, has, has come to that. Um, and another ironic thing is that, you know, a lot, there's, there's people trying to <laughs> make me out to be like this far right social conservative, you know, again, who is racist and all this, but you know, if there's a, um, there's, I'll just say it like this. There's a lot more low hanging fruit to go after to paint like that than me. <laughs> You know, uh, I support gay marriage. Oh, by the way, did you know my grandfather was gay? No, I didn't. My grandfather was uh, named, his name Roland Dobson. He was a, um, a leader in the gay community in New Orleans. Um, he was a fashion designer. He, um, have you heard of the crew of Apollo? I have, but I'm not familiar with what, so, they, what they do. So it's, um, uh, uh, it's made up of, of, of all men and it's a, it's a gay crew. My grandfather founded numerous crew, uh, chapters of crew of Apollo. Um, you know, and like I said, he was, he, 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 he wrote, he wrote articles for numerous newspapers and such throughout New Orleans, but he was a, uh, a gay, you know, a, a leader in the gay community in New Orleans, uh, support gay marriage. Um, I've never had a racist, but I couldn't care less what race you are. I've been in interracial relationships before a few of them. Um, and so I think that there's, you know, that people, all, all people see sometimes is. Republican, you know, and, and he, he supports this or he supports that. Therefore he must be X, Y, Z. Um, but again, it's, if people would just take the time to, instead of, ins instead of just assuming a lot of things or insinuating a lot of things, if they would just take the time, just, just have a conversations with me. That's all I ask. And I mean, an actual conversation, not why are you hanging up a, a flag that you, that is, you know, why are you, are you doing a racist thing? A lot of times when people say they're having a conversation, they're not having a conversation. I feel like me and you are actually having a conversation. Mm -hmm. so. Which which you commented on, you know, before we, when we were setting this up, that you mm -hmm. appreciated the fact that, you, that this format is, is like it is as opposed to other, you know, things that you might be on where it's like, uh, you know, and I've, I've seen some interviews with you where it is that, where it's, 
here's a state flag question. Right. Um, here's a hurricane question or whatever. And you have like 30 seconds to respond to that. And then they cut you off with another question. Right. And then it's, it's great to have you here. Thanks for coming. Yeah. And by the end of it, how do you, how do you look, you know, mm -hmm. did you, you know, did you have a real conversation or were bullet points just thrown around? Yeah. And that's politics, unfortunately, you know, and I hate it. And, that's, and it's, and it's the format of just how communication media. has yeah, media has media, been yeah. done for years and years. And now, is, yeah. um, now through the internet and things like that, it's kind of opened up a little bit more, but people still have, have to have the choice and the mindset that they can step outside those parameters to give, uh, listeners something else, right? you know? And, and that's why, um, and I don't, you know, again, I don't, I don't know if it's my age that I'm, um, I, I can only assume you don't have a lot of elected officials coming on the podcast. And I feel like a lot of elected officials don't come on podcasts, but I feel like they should. I feel like podcasts and, um, just, I, I don't know. Could you imagine I, if way, Trump and Hillary had, had, enough, had been <laughs> able to do something like this? You know, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. Um, but it's, I don't know. It's just unfortunate. And and I think social media has really played a lot because it's very just bite-sized pieces of information. Mm -hmm. You know, people, people aren't, you know, a lot of times people will post articles without even opening the and clicking on it to read what it is. You know, I mean, it's, it's, and we've all been guilty. I'm not sitting here and saying I've, yeah. I've, you know, I've, I've done it. Everybody's done it. Um, we've all dipped our toes in the ADD culture. <laughs> you know, it, it happens. It's by nature, almost by design that it's kind of, slowly mm -hmm. i mean we're we're learning how to process and assimilate all this information yeah we don't know how to do it it's new technology mm -hmm. our phones i mean that's new technology we've just had it for a little while yeah and that is one thing you know i talked uh, i remember talking to a buddy of mine um years ago and we were, we were just talking about the rise of social media and i, I was you know our, our humans have never had this kind of I mean, I all the world's information yeah, and it, access to communication to, to connect with anybody in your pocket. It doesn't even seem like when you talk about it, it doesn't even seem real. If you had talked about it in the 70s, yeah. I mean, it would have seemed so science fiction. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, I think that what we're seeing is uh, society is really having to come come to terms with, OK, this is, we've never had to do this. Um, we've never had this type of uh, tool, and so how do we how do we use it responsibly? Because that's what it is. I mean, technology is a tool, and and like all tools, it can be used for good, and it can be used for bad. The same electricity that can cook you a hamburger can also kill you. You know, they can cook your dinner. Can also you know it can burn you in an electric chair, um, and that's all technology. Mm -hmm. um, Nuclear power could supply power to an entire whatever state country or mm -hmm. it could leave the land permanently mm -hmm. scorch yeah yeah and so i think that i think that was with social media that's our our society is really kind of it kind of was really just coming to terms with how exactly we need to use this and how do we use it responsibly and how do we um um it's a tool and so and that's like i get on i i've i, I, I try to look up um you know, I have YouTube subscriptions where I follow like uh, TED Talks and stuff like that. I'll follow mm -hmm. uh, National Geographic and, uh, you know, so I, I, or. Do you follow Coastal Noise? I do follow Coastal Noise. Sweet. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, but. I, Shameless plug. I, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and of course I, I use it for entertainment too. Mm -hmm. You know, I got some games and stuff, but I try to, um, to get 
the best out of it. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't, I don't follow a bunch of meme pages on Instagram because I certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's do, you, just, do you have uh, YouTube Red where you can download videos and watch them offline and stuff like no, that? No, I thought about it, but I don't know. I just, I have. You get know. Google uh, Music too for for the same. It's like whenever you subscribe to, I think. Oh, it's you like get both. Ten, 10 bucks a month and you get both. You can. Interesting. I you get no to... ads on YouTube. You can download whatever you want, uh -huh. basically. And then you get Google Music, which has all the podcasts and, you know, uh, yeah. classic rock stations or whatever. So I think it's it's pretty dope. So I, I love um, downloading videos because I don't have a a plan. I think I can watch like 30 minutes of offline videos, whatever my cell phone plan is. So for me, being able to download videos mm -hmm. and if you go through, it's like, um, how does a manual car work? Yeah. How do you skin a deer the most efficient way? Mm -hmm. uh, how do you make this... Uh, indian based tea or whatever it's mm -hmm. like you know all the stuff and i love the fact that i can just have access to that mm -hmm. you know offline at all times it's really cool yeah no i um i've 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 seen the uh the plans and i've i did consider getting um trying it out i don't know i mean i have, I have like amazon music that's usually what i use for yeah, my yeah. music mm -hmm. um you know of course netflix and hulu all that so um that just it just seemed like just yet another but i do watch youtube all the time so i don't know i may have to consider it mm -hmm. i may have to check it out um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. You just you just see all all this technology and it's insane, um, and we're just trying to figure out how to navigate through it. Yeah, and it's weird because it it provides everybody with a platform platform to to voice their their thoughts, and I'm just trying. I try to think, you know, uh, honestly, how many people in the world are, you know, what you would might consider intelligent people versus your baseline versus just like uh below that <laughs> and which which of those three groups are there more of uh -huh. right it's definitely not the intelligent people that are the bulk of human existence i would think those are more of the outliers right well i mean you're yeah you're i mean you're gonna have you know your your really really smart people and then your average people they're made up in the middle and then you know um but so, yeah, I don't. Are, not, are, and are, I should I should say that's not to discourage no. or say that people shouldn't have a voice. But there's a lot of those people who get really there. I think intelligence also comes with ability to react to things. Yeah, and I think a lot of those people will react, and it might not always be in the best mind frame of that. All they've looked into everything. Maybe they. Intelligence also, I think, comes from diversity and flexibility of consciousness. Right. So mm -hmm. um, if you have all these people who aren't as open or whatever, then you're going to get a lot of, um, I mean, just go through your Facebook feed. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I, and just like you were saying that a lot of people are getting turned off by social media and Facebook and stuff like that. I'm hearing that more and more too, of people who are using it, um, especially like artist friends and stuff like that, who need to use it to promote their work or be connected to people you know you as a political figure need to collect uh connect with people but then sometimes you just start going through and it's also just the way the logarithms work you kind of have to interact with people if you mm -hmm. want other people to see your stuff so you're going through trying to find things to like or, or comment on and you see all this garbage too yeah and uh, if you are a reactive person or it's easy for you to go down the rabbit hole, 
then you'll get wrapped up in that. And I know people who just get angry. They just get so attached to these things that are going on in the news and on social media and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty good about being able to disconnect from that and seeing for what it is and, mm -hmm. and knowing that by not getting wrapped up into that, I can stay focused into my my things or the things that are important that I know are, are what matter. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people can't do that. We're still learning how to do it. Our minds are still trying to filter that stuff. Mm -hmm. And some people are just wrapped into it. I mean, we have a culture that has been uh, in the last 10, 20 years have, have um, statistically shown that we want reality television. We want these dumb shows following these dumb people just conflict and yeah and just conflict yeah and happenings it's, <laughs> and it's scripted but they brand it as reality yeah. and and it's material you know stuff mm -hmm. and it's gossip and people just thrive on it Eat they it love up. it and then it the up. news media they realize that it's right fear and drama sell yeah. For whatever reason, because we're not running away from tigers and we're not hunting every day and, and banning into small communities. So I think there's a basic human need for us to still have that, that, um, that fear or that primal something that we need to be connected to. And I think in a lot of ways we get that from the media and, and, and from social media. Oh yeah. I, I completely agree. And in fact, this is, um, uh, reminds me of kind of, you know, I, I've, I've studied a lot of theology I've studied a lot of religion. Um, I did it academically in, in college. Um, and that is one thing that is very, very, you, you, you started to, to really hit on something that is very true is that um, people, when people are fearful, um, or, or not even fearful, but people, it's a lot easier to rally against an other, like an outside or a separate uh, threat or enemy or something like that. And that's a lot of times the analogy I use is, um, when it, especially like, uh, when it comes to religious extremism, but really it could go for really all kind of, uh, you know, zealotry or, um, um, just political extremism. But if you have a, a guy in the middle of Biloxi on highway 90 and he's got a sign and he's yelling about the government coming to get him, they're coming to get me, they're coming to get me, they're coming to get me. Most people would drive by and never look at him because they would just assume he's, you know, you know, he's a crazy person. Um, but what happens when the government does come get them, it legitimizes them. And so what happens is that, um, once you start and I'm not, you know, if, if somebody's out of hand or call, you know, making it to where you, I mean, yeah, you have, you have, sometimes you have to do what you got to do, but that's really, um, the importance of the free freedom of speech, you know, is to, is to let ideas be, um, let ideas be debated and um thrown out in the in the public sphere so that we can say okay we do we, we agree with this we don't agree with that um but anyway kind of back to the other <clears throat> whenever you uh, religious extremism for instance on foreign policy um you know in the middle east just for example you'll have all of these ext extremists who will just preach about you know death to america for instance i forgot the guy's name but he was a uh he was testifying in front of Congress and he was from uh, Middle East somewhere. And uh, basically he was saying that he was a um, foreign exchange student in the United States for a while. And, you know, he went back and told his village, you know, people lived in his village about all the great things that the U S and, and everything that they knew about the United States. And a lot of the people in his community um, 
had a good outlook outlook on the United States because of him. But that all changed when we started dropping bombs and started killing innocent, innocent civilians. So then the extremists were able to come in and say, look, we've been telling you that they're, they're coming for us. We've been telling you that, you know, they're evil and, and you know, X, Y, Z. And it just you can just prove it right there with the, the bombs. And so it's the other. It's as soon as you can attach, you know, the other is, is to blame or the other. Um, it's what North Korea does. They, they blame all their situation on on western influence really i mean just completely outside it's not if it's not north korean it's bad so yeah you're right it's it's um people need to it, it's people need to be able to find a uh a common enemy it's, it's kind of like uh when we were talking we were kind of joking about the i mean you, you grew up on the coast so um and you know you know sometimes the high schools and the cities will kind of you know we'll bicker back and forth a little bit here and there but um you know this bp oil money the coast is unified. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll bicker back and forth, but don't talk about the coast as a whole. Mm -hmm. It's it's that's right in line with that. It's that too. So yeah, um, I don't I don't really know how we got on that, but <laughs> uh, well, and not to beat this, but I, I did want to ask you, and and maybe I should ask you to back up and and just give me the full bullet points of exactly what what went on with the flag as far as its status. I know. Uh, so it was up, then took it down, and right. now the Alderman Council yeah, so, put it back up? Okay. So, um, all right. So when I got in office, it, 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 it had always flown. It was mm -hmm. flying in the police departments, uh, fire departments. It was flying in um, on all the other municipal buildings. Um, all I did was make it City Hall equal with all the other, all the other buildings. That's what I did. I put one flag up and joined City Hall with the rest of the city. Um, obviously there were some people that didn't like that. So, um, you know, we fast forward, um, you know, I said, look, and, and, and back to, uh, again, you know, all I'm trying to do is, is do my job, respect the state. Uh, but it was clear that it was becoming because it was, it was becoming so, so much of a distraction. Uh, it was affecting the day-to-day -day operations of the city. Mm -hmm. So I said, look, let me just, I, I, I need, I need to focus on what I need to focus on. I need to focus on doing my job. Um, I'll just take it down. Well, uh, the resolution passed at the next meeting to go ahead and, and put it up and, and mandate that it's up. So it's up. Um, and that's so really you where took we're at it, now. So you took it down. How long was it down? About a week. A week. Yeah. Okay. So then the council, the, the alderman, aldermans, mm -hmm. how many people were four? Um, how, how many, many how, how many, many people voted for it? Yeah, all but one. Okay, and how many uh, total are there? There's total seven, so it was six to one. Okay. Okay. And and again, you know, they they did it, and and you know, well, my, what my question is is what I'm getting to is how much power as mayor do you have to change that to change that? So I can veto, but I can only veto a uh, four three vote. Um. I can so I can veto a four three vote, and then the board can come back and if they get a fifth, they can override it with a, a fifth if they can if there's a vote that flips. Mm -hmm. So basically, anything over a five, uh, a five in the affirmative, I can't. I, there's nothing I can do. But you can voice your opinion on it, right? I mean, yeah, I can always voice my opinion on anything. <laughs> okay. So your stance on it, though, is I mean. Is your public stance on it that you would prefer it back down? 
No, well, my my, my public stance has has never changed. You know, I I um, the only reason it was it was and and really the the reasoning behind the alderman that did it is the same as when I put it up originally that it's you know look we're just trying to the state does a lot from for um for Ocean Springs it does a lot for all the communities around here, um, you know and again I don't want to have to I don't want to go through all that again but, sure. but but that's 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 where they're that's what they did it for because they, we want to be a part we want ocean we're ocean springs mississippi that's our where we live ocean springs mississippi um but as far as my you know all i want to do is get to work man that's all i want you know it's it's uh, the, i just i'm just trying to work um i wish this would just the flag would just you know if if we change it fine we need a new vote um i've said that from day one um you know, this is something that the the everyone really needs to voice their opinion on again. We we need a new vote. We need a new vote. Um, you know, was I raised to, to uh, the way I was raised to to view it? I didn't look at it as as racist myself, but you know, again, I have my particular um, life perspective. I have the way that. Um, you know, I see things and someone may see different and their perspective is just as valid as mine. Um, I just, I don't know. It's just, uh, we need, a, we need a new vote. It needs to, it needs to, all this needs to die. And, um, I just, I, I just want to get to work. That's all I want to do. Has the LGBT community, uh, come at you as a result of the flag? Is that how, cause we, you brought it up earlier and I wanted to ask where, where that flag had come from is that well, tied I mean, in with the flag or? i mean well some yeah there's there's some who will try to lump that in with it i mean if that's their perspective i i mean i'm you know i i, I that's fine but um but yeah. you were more just pointing out that like you're you're an open-minded guy you're well, not yeah, it's, it, you're I'm, not I, in fact i used to i used to think that i was in fact i used to actually classify myself as socially and, and that, that that was kind of a point is that you know there's this idea and um this pe people putting out there that oh you know i'm just this f you know far-right social conservative who um you know and this isn't just because someone's social conservative first i want to clarify this just because someone's social conservative doesn't mean um you know xyz or whatever it is that people claim but people are making me out to be like i'm something i'm not and it's very clear i mean um that you know, most people if you, if you just ask if you just try to have a conversations with me you can you, you would get that um i don't know it's just it's it's unfortunate but yeah i but back back to your question yes i have heard um some arguments here and there that uh i was anti um you know i didn't like gay people or or I was homo, homo, homophobic or something like that, which is, <laughs> like I said, I, I, I grew up my, uh, knowing I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for a gay man. Um, literally, it was my grandfather. <laughs> so, there's not a, a, a racist, homophobic bone in my body. And that's, I think that's the most unfortunate thing is that, you know, again, there's, there's low hanging fruit. If they want to go, I mean, there's, there are, and, okay. Whenever I don't know if did you did you look at the any of the comments regarding the uh, the article about the what happened the incident I don't know if you did but when you looked on there, there was a lot of people saying oh well this it's not real it's BS it's not real it's not real the um, when the clan sent the uh, the video they were saying that that the video of the clan wasn't real or yeah well like there was there were some people saying that it was just a 
Just a, a group of a people up, or something a, like that? A, it was a made-up thing. Okay. Now, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I think the Klan did it. Um, and, you know, the Klan's a bunch of shitheads. But um, but what, what we're seeing is that it's kind of like the, you know, chicken little sky, sky is falling thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people, people have been painting... Uh, you know, the the Ocean Springs community or me or, or whoever it is, or just the Gulf Coast community, or just even take it larger. I mean, people are sitting here saying the worst things, you know, saying, oh, so-and-so goes in and puts on their hood when they're, you know, or white supremacist this and, and everybody, you know, the world's, everybody is, is, is hates, each, hates each other. And that's fear mongering. So what what you what had what you ha- had was a group who constantly does that type of stuff. And then when they come out and say, hey, this actually happened, people didn't believe them. And so I think that that's also what you're seeing moving forward in, in this really heated um, rhetoric uh, nationally and really globally, I would say, is that um, people are, are, you know, oh, the, the world's going to end. And, and I would argue that, you know, if we're going to talk about the world ending and, and things, you know, huge, huge things, let's talk about our $21 trillion in debt. You know, let's talk about the fact that we're breaking up innocent homes to throw people in jail for a plant let's talk about um our foreign policy is in completely insane um we have a lot of serious problems but to sit here and try to make people out like they're a white supremacist or a racist because they don't agree with your tax plan i mean come on what are we doing Mm -hmm. you know and, and and all that does is escalate it and then when something does happen it it people are already so um, mistrusting of each other, that it's hard for people to come together and 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 see a real uh, like a, a threat like that, a real serious threat, because you know how do I know it, you know it, it's it's if you're constantly calling people a white supremacist, well then this is just yet another day, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't know. I think it's and, and that's what you, what you're seeing is that with when you constantly throw these type of people get immune to it. People are. People just get it's it's they don't want to hear it. It's like if all they hear is just you're a white supremacist, you're you know this people's white, this people's race, blah blah blah. It's like okay, well, it's like they start to lose their meaning because what are we doing? Hmm. I I don't know. It's just it's it's that's but that that's what what you're seeing is people just it, are getting so fed up with constantly uh, hearing it um, that when a threat does happen and and there is racism in this country. There is racism. There are shitheads. There's uh, sexist people and um, but what we don't need to be doing is creating uh, problems that's not there and creating monsters to go after um, because it, it I think it hurts when actually when those type of things actually do happen mm-hmm. so uh, in line with with local news stuff um, I kind of wanted to see if you could comment on this because it's kind of a hot topic issue in the country right now the incident with with the gun that was found at the school. I, you know, talking about it seems kind of weird to me because it's a very unique situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the one but, in Ocean Springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they're still investigating, so I can't really go into too much detail. Yeah. Um, but what I can say is that you know that, I it, obviously it's a it's a horrible situation. Um, what it is, is there was, it was, it was oversight and it was an accident. I mean, obviously it's a pretty big accident, you know, and it's a very serious accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just, I'm just glad that nobody got hurt, you know, that it was, um, and I will say that the school handled it perfectly, 
everybody involved handle it perfect handle it perfectly the family is being cooperative um being honest and upfront um so yeah i mean you know it was an accident i know obviously people who whose children were in the the community it's it, that doesn't excuse it and it doesn't excuse it um but like i said it's uh my my main thing is i'm just glad nobody was hurt yeah so. um what are some things that you'd like to see happen in ocean springs some things that you'd like to see maybe set in motion even if they were things that maybe didn't fully develop or materialize while you're in office but maybe just getting the ball rolling on are there any big projects that you're thinking of undertaking yeah, in that regards? Yeah, um, so one thing we're looking at is getting fiber internet. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, and I'm in, I'm, you know, we, we've talked to uh, C Spire who's thinking, who's thinking about coming in. And you know, we just want to make sure that we, we um, you know, cross all our I's and dot, dot our, cross all our T's and dot our I's and, and uh, do our homework on that. So, um, yeah, the fiber internet. Um, you know, we're still interested in annexation um i'd love i'd love to bring in and, and the area we were, we've been looking at on annexation is uh essentially i mean uh, we would have to really figure out the details but basically it's from uh 57 and 90 um to uh north up 57 uh to a little bit north of i-10 mm -hmm. and then grabbing all of ocean springs road um so basically that east east end of town that isn't in the city limits yet we will, we will bring them in um and just try to develop it and um uh, but yeah so we're, we're we're doing the annexation um the retail uh organization that i, I alluded to earlier i'm uh, excited to get those pe the, those people in the beach of course um you know we, we got a lot of stuff going on uh i wouldn't mind talking to c spire about see what they can help us out with um i've heard people to ask about like internet free zones or, or, or internet free zone free internet zones completely opposite i guess uh free internet zones um you know we'll see we'll see what we can do about that uh can't promise but uh you know we'll, we'll see what we can do we could use some internet free zones too internet yeah you're right actually now that i think about it you know maybe like, <laughs> that would be pretty good yeah <laughs> like special parks where you could just go and you just know that your your phone isn't gonna oh, isn't gonna pick up anything you know that would be nice yeah that would mean oh and uh speaking of parks i knew uh, we're getting a dog park we're we're moving on that cool uh, everybody can support that right oh yeah yeah i don't see it. yeah hopefully that that don't be that won't be controversial um and it's it's by, the location's great but it's behind but it's behind the police department um so there's and there's already um you know electricity out there and um you know like i said it's by the police department so people feel safe there's a walking track there's a, the vietnam memorial out there the civic center um so it's really just it's uh it's a good place it's a safe place there's already enough to do out there and so um yeah we're just really excited to get it out there cool mm -hmm. what do you do to to disconnect what do you do to to get off the off the frequency of being mayor um you know i'm 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 kind of introverted. Um, you know, I appreciate my my alone time. Um, I'm a big sports fan. I watch a lot of basketball and football, primarily my, my my two main sports. Are you a Tennessee fan? Yeah, big Tennessee Titans fan. How how does that? How was how did you um, come to be a Tennessee? So fan? growing Which up, I'm, I should pre-state that I'm not a like a sports spectator at all. Yeah. <laughs> I just something I noticed. Yeah, and I was curious about. So um, growing up, my uh, my dad lived in Tennessee the vast majority of my life and so i kind of i kind of um you know my aunts live up there my sister grew up there with my dad and um 
it's just I kind of view it as my second home. You know, I got, uh, the majority of my family um, is originally from Louisiana, mm -hmm. but um, you know, with my dad actually living in Tennessee, and then you know, with, on holidays and summers and stuff, I, I spent in Tennessee. So, um, yeah, that's that's how it how it came about. Um, you get around in Nashville much? Not as much as I would different? like. In fact, I've been th my birthday is next month, and I was thinking about heading up there for my birthday. Uh, plus, the Titans are getting new uniforms uh, next week, which I'm really pumped about. Uh, so, um, I just hope they don't, I just hope they don't mess it up. Fashion's in your blood. <laughs> I guess, so. <laughs> I guess, and it's funny cause, uh, uh, I definitely didn't get that side of my, uh, my grandfather. He, uh, um, I guess my, my, my fashion isn't on par with him, but, um, you know, he, he, he passed away and, uh, I guess I, maybe if he was still alive, he could help me out. But Have you ever been to Bonnaroo out in Tennessee? No, no, I haven't. Um, my, my family, um, lives, uh, near in the Jackson, Tennessee area. Mm -hmm. And, um, where, where Bonnaroo, where's that again? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I've only been once. It was like 2010. I want to say, uh, me and a friend were talking about it last night about maybe going, I don't know what the lineup is or anything like that, but I just remember the, that first year that I went, is the it lines, um, no, um, I forget the name of it. It's a farm. So oh. I think, I think some guy just rents out the farm, you know, Oh yeah. Woodstock style. Yeah. And that would I, be fun. I just remember that the, the, the ride getting in is just hours of bumper to bumper, like standstill traffic. And then you're just creeping along and, uh, it's, you know, once you get in though, then you're, then you're there. It just takes a long time to, to get everybody processed through. But uh, let me see. Bonnaroo developed and produced by Superfly, blah, blah, blah. Manchester? Manchester, Tennessee. I don't know where that's at. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I've uh, been. I remember there being like a lot of mountains. Like when we went in, there was a lot that, of mountains. That would be on the, east, uh, on the eastern end. Yeah, towards, that makes um, sense. Yeah, towards... Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, I, I assume. Been to Gatlinburg a couple times. That's yeah. a nice area. Yeah, beautiful. I, yeah, Gatlinburg is beautiful. My my yeah, most of my family, like I said, Jackson, Tennessee, um, is uh you got basically you got Memphis and you got Nashville and Jackson's uh right in the middle. So my family's more on the western end of Tennessee. Okay. But um Yeah, Manchester is in, uh southeast of Nashville and okay. northwest of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay. So maybe like north um just above Alabama somewhere yeah a uh, little little shall we say north northeast of uh huntsville i got you i think i said northeast of chattanooga it's northwest of chattanooga northeast of huntsville hmm. so yeah i can't wait to go back up to nashville like i said I'm, I'm i'm i haven't completely decided but hopefully i'll get over there um either on my birthday or around get get some new titans gear and nashville is a beautiful city i know we both talked about houston yeah well, I mean, i'm not houston but austin and uh, nashville is yeah. a lot very similar to austin yeah I went for the first time last year to Nashville mm -hmm. and um, was su surprised the the geography of the place. Mm -hmm. It's got a lot of rolling kind of hills, mm -hmm. you know, which it varies it up. It's just mm -hmm. pretty cool. Right. I love yeah. it. I love Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful city. That in Austin. Man, I want to go back to Austin. Yeah. I haven't been since I left, since I, you know, cause I used to live there and I haven't been back in a few years. So yeah. I'm going to get back over there. Yeah. Just got to find time mm -hmm. 
to put down the uh, the suit. Yeah, and be able to oh, to yeah. get around. Oh yeah. Um, well, so I know I asked you a little bit about it on earlier, but um, man, that the your trip is uh, I, I I wanted to make it official on the record on the podcast, but um, you're doing man, I, I wish I, I'm so envious of your your trip. <laughs> I wish I could have gone. Yeah, you know, something like that. Get away. Yeah. Um. So tell tell a little bit about where where you went again. Uh. So I, I took off for Austin, and I uh, had some friends there. Um, a friend rather rather I should say and his family lived out there and uh, spent Thanksgiving out there and his wife just cooked the most dope spread of just <laughs> all that it was her Thanksgiving's like her holiday yeah uh, so she made all this incredible food and um, the little town of Buda is where they reside and we went into Austin and around that area which I, I'd been to Austin previously to um, actually like be in the city and and all that so it's just a cool place and then from there i went up to uh, palo duro canyon which is the uh right after the grand canyon it's this it's the second biggest canyon in the u.s hmm. which i never knew about it and it's uh, just south of amarillo mm -hmm. so i went out there um i kept calling them trying to see if there was going to be a fire ban and they said we don't know we don't know and then the day of i go out there the morning i called them they still didn't know i, I went to uh, cabela's and bought like a hundred dollars worth of firewood and fire starter and a hatchet mm -hmm. and i drove eight hours to get out there i got out there at like 9 30 and there's this big fire ban and effect sign yeah. and it's below freezing oh and <laughs> funny <laughs> so i go out there by myself it's dark and like you know i'm, I'm descending i'm going down and i've get the headlights are just kind of illuminating in front of me and i'm like hunched over my steering wheel and I'm not, I'm just focused on what I'm doing, but outside of my car, I can just feel this vast emptiness outside, you know? Mm -hmm. So I get out there and I set up and everything like that. And, um, 2 AM I'm just freezing and I just climb in my car and I just wait for morning. <laughs> uh, but that was a really cool Canyon. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I drove on from there through new, through New Mexico, went through, Colorado Springs and a little bit of what I told you of, of, you know, the Colorado area driving yep. through Fort Collins and Boulder and Aspen and, um, Cripple Creek and, and, uh, back through Colorado Springs and Denver again. And then I came back through to come home for Christmas. I went through Oklahoma, mm -hmm. which I'd never been through Kentucky. Um, and then went through and drove, um, through the national forests of Arkansas, hmm. which I can't pronounce the name. It's like Okachata, I don't know, hmm. some some sort of maybe Native American name or something like that. But uh, Arkansas, I'd never been through that place either, and it was actually quite beautiful. Mm -hmm. They've got you know some. I got a speeding ticket in Arkansas. Really? <laughs> yeah. That was my. Uh, that was my welcome to Arkansas, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's a pretty place. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun of just kind of wandering for mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah, that, man, like I was saying, I wish I, I I could definitely use a just getting away vacation. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, man, away. I've got I've got quite the toy for it now, which yeah, which I should tell people that, you know, this is the first I've been talking on the podcast for for months now about doing more long term traveling and mm -hmm. doing like a van life situation. Mm -hmm. uh, and I just recently modified those plans in the last couple months to to a truck camper. And uh, I have said truck camper now. Yeah. So uh, I'm moving forward on on the dreams and the goals. And uh, 
but I'm also, you know, this is my home. Yeah. You know, all my family is here and, um, you know, I love, you know, the house that I have now down here. And so I'm trying to, to figure out a way, structure a way that I can go off, but still be able to come home, you know, whether it's driving back here or, you know, leaving the camper where at a friend's place, you know, somewhere in the country and then just mm -hmm. flying home for a little bit mm -hmm. and hanging out here. But it's nice that I have it now that I can, um, get used to it, understand it, mm -hmm. figure out how it works and, uh, go out with my friends and go to cool places. So, yeah. you know, um, uh, maybe, uh, maybe while the weather's still good and the mosquitoes are still out bay or something like that, we can, uh, we can make some trips to go somewhere cool or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, so that would be great. I, yeah. I love it. Um, I never really been to, um, the, you know, New York and Connecticut and New Jersey and all that area. I'd love to. Pennsylvania is about as far and DC are about as far up North as I've ever. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. DC, I've been to DC and I've been to Pittsburgh, but mm -hmm. that's as close to that area that i've been never never been to yeah. a lot of my original families from pennsylvania actually. Oh, okay cool cool um yeah i uh it's funny because i remember when i was when i was young i used to always say man i really really want to go to europe and now i've been to europe um now i've, been, I've actually really wanting to get to uh, south america i've really been wanting to go check out um you know central and south america brazil go mm -hmm. check out some of the old ruins from you know, the Mayans and such. Yeah. Aztec culture mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. I've got a lot of interest in doing that as well. I've looked to try to see, I don't think you can drive down there though. Probably not. Yeah. The mountains and stuff, it gets right as you're going south of Central America. I think mm -hmm. it just gets to, but I'm sure there's ferries or something like that, that you can yep. get as far as you can. And then, so that would be really cool. I've heard of people yeah. taking bikes down there, well, you know, and just going through a, a, a bike tour. I'd have to I'd have to get in better shape than I am. <laughs> well, but, I mean, uh, like motorcycles. Oh well, yeah. Even that though, um, that yeah, that that could that could still put a wear on you. Yeah. Um, and I was it was funny because I was I was looking up you know different. Uh, it was a it was a travel channel. It was a travel channel on YouTube, and um, this guy just uh, recorded all his travels and all and and just talk about it. And one thing that he always talked about on all the ones I saw from South and Central America is that uh, you wanna you wanna look like a local. Mm -hmm. You know, because if you give people a reason to think that you're, you got money and you're a tourist, you know, you just got to be safe. I mean, it's, yeah. it's where anywhere, you know, not trying to scare anybody, but, yeah. um, you know, just, uh, don't, don't flaunt it. <laughs> yeah. That was one of my biggest, um, complaints about India is just that, um, the major cities, you couldn't really walk around in peace because, you know, people see that you're an American or, or you're just white mm -hmm. and they just want to know where you're going, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. Uh, how much money do you have on you basically? Mm -hmm. And, um, so to be able to blend in is makes a lot better. I mean, there, yeah. it got to a point where one day I just wanted to walk the city by myself in Mumbai. And, uh, the best way that I thought I could do that was with sunglasses and a hat and music playing, mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, that, that was effective to a degree, but you still had to kind of blow people off. And I don't want to blow people off, right. but you know, I'm just trying to, I'm here for an amount of time and I want to see and do what I, what it is that I want to do. And I want to just feel the, the experience of being in the city, walking around. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily want to be, um, you know, interacted with because then it kind of takes me out of, 
uh, at least in that moment, I didn't want to be interacted with. You yeah. know what I mean? There's yeah. a t- there's a time and a place, and sometimes when you're in those other countries, when they um, a lot of countries they idolize Western culture and they want to be a part of it, uh, you know, yeah. and they want to they want to make you happy and they want to involve you in those kinds of things. So there's there's just a matter of finding a balance to it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, South America would be a great place to to check out. Mm-hmm. Um, Brazil, Argentina, there's just so many places that, and Cuba is another place that I've actually kind of been recently interested in. I was listening to a podcast about a guy who wrote a book on the Cuban mafia, Mm -hmm. and he was talking about um, just what he likes about the place, like the energy there, the weather, the food. Um, uh, He described it as very sensual. The first day he was there, he fell in love and married the woman that he was with for 10 years, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it just sounds the way he described it and the way he had a a Cuban local with him talking about it. And it just sounded really interesting. I, you know, never thought like Cuba, but I don't know, just Havana and different places. They just sound all the old cars you would see from the fifties and sixties. I always think of, uh, I, I I go up, uh, I've always liked, I love Lucy and I always think of Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, cause I, I just, I'm always talking about Havana and, and just growing up in Cuba. So, yeah. Um, you know, that was, uh, I, I believe I love Lucy. You know, they set a lot of, um, they had a lot of first, you know, they were, now I could be wrong, but from, what I've been told, my understanding is Ricky and Lucy were the first interracial kiss on TV. Oh, really? Um, or maybe the first interracial couple that they filmed like in the same bed or so. I don't know. It was something, something to do like that. Um, and it was, they, they, they had, a, they had quite a bit of first involving um, Lucy and Ricky. I think they were the first one, first couple at all maybe not even reading racial that uh they showed laying in the same bed because a lot of times you know that was the 50s a lot of times back then they would uh show them in two little twin beds this article here i'm reading says cbs didn't think americans would buy that lucy was married to a foreign man yep yep Uh shows how ahead of the time they were (laughs) in the 50s wow yeah did they ever um, broadcast that show in color? Was that an ever ever in color show? Um, I, I, when I think of it, I only think of black, black and white. white. Yeah, I, that, that's how that's and that's how I, I remember. But no, yeah, they they have colorized some uh, some episodes, but um, I don't I don't know if they've done them all. Um, yeah, I, I I grew up watching Nick at Night and all that good stuff. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, same yeah. here, R- Ricky. That was that was my first, uh, I guess. Um, introduction to uh i guess kind of cuban culture was watching i love lucy <laughs> yeah yeah and i guess they only ran the the series for like six years it looks like 1951 to 1957 right. and um it, I don't, I, i'm not trying to hijack and make make us talk about i love lucy but she uh that was <laughs> uh uh she uh they actually got divorced either right before or right after the show started. And they decided that, um, one quote, they said it was something to do with, instead of having divorce, divorce lawyers, uh, make money off us, we figured we would just, uh, do the show. And it was almost therapeutic for them. So they were an actual married couple in real life. Yeah, they were married and then got divorced. And, um, like I said, I can't remember at what, what point in the show they got divorced, but they got divorced and then continued with the show. I mean, well, now I take it back. They may, it may, they may have gotten divorced later on because I know they had little Ricky 
they had a baby and they wrote that into the show too wow I, I, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's been a while since I. You know, Roseanne is is coming back mm-hmm. with the same cast. Yeah, I uh, I watched a, like a few minutes of the for the beginning the other day, and uh, I mean, I didn't really I didn't really care for Roseanne growing up, but uh, I don't know. I guess since I'm older now, I can appreciate. <laughs> yeah, it just seems like an interesting move for them to continue on with it after all this time with the same cast. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of random. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I'll I'll probably give it a try. We'll, we'll check it out. I got it on, uh, on. They show it on Hulu, so I'll watch it there. Yeah. Are there any other shows that you uh, you're into right now? Oh man, I uh, I actually just finished, and I hate that it took me this long to finish it, but I just finished uh, the last season of House of Cards last night. Oh, cool. Uh, finished that. Um, this the final season. You said they're done. Well, the 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 latest oh, okay. season. Uh, okay. They're they're currently making another season at the moment. From what I from what I understand, Kevin Spacey's not going to be in it. Really? So, so they decided to go. Yeah, take think, that route. Huh? Yeah. So I, I mean that I, that may not be true. That they may have. That was just one article I read, but um, yeah. So House of Cards, Bloodline. Have you heard of Bloodline? I have. I, I think good. I watched the first like two or three episodes of and, it. And the, it's and a Netflix ne- show, right? Yeah, Netflix. And yeah. the first the first few episodes are kind of slow, uh-huh. but um, it's if you it, it, a lot of character development in the first few episodes. Right. But but if you give it give it time, it gets better. And one thing I really like about Bloodline is what I tell people is that it's family dynamics. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all about family dynamics. So. I would argue almost everybody could, could you know, because I, I love House of Cards, but some people say, well, you know, I'm not really into politics, so, you know, okay, fine. But everybody has a little, you know, some little family dynamics. Mm-hmm. So Bloodline's pretty cool. Um, Atypical, have you, that's on Netflix. Um, that's a good one. Uh, love on Netflix, that, that was a pretty good one. Um, I don't know. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Have you watched that? Never heard of oh it. Oh my gosh, that's such a good show. It's a Hulu original. Mm-hmm. Um, it's directed by J.J. Uh, J. Uh, J. J. Abrams. Um, James Franco is the lead, and uh, it's a miniseries. I think it only has eight episodes. But anyway, it's about um, so James Franco is uh, his buddy who owns a diner. Uh, there's a time portal in in, in the diner. And it, you go and in, walk into this time portal and it sets you back at the exact same, like every, you could walk in and then walk back out and walk back in. And every time you walk in, it puts you at the exact same time and place in like 1960. I can't remember what day. Um, so he has Oh, to, it's a Stephen King adaptation. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was on, it was a novel. And so he, um, he goes back in time and stays for three years to prevent the assassination of uh, JFK. It's amazing and since it's a miniseries it's not slow i mean it goes it, yeah it, it, it it's fast so that's a really good one if you got hulu i, I suggest that to everybody it's actually it's actually one of my favorite shows ever really and it's it's a miniseries <laughs> wow. wow it's it's that good that good speaking of of time warps and stuff like that um eddie dixon who who i mentioned in the the pre-show notes he put me hip to i haven't watched it yet but i'm very interested to see it it's a show called counterpoint and it's with jk simmons who's the guy you that you see from state farm commercials mm-hmm. it's a it's a show about apparently humanity discovers that there's a parallel universe that's very close to their own mm-hmm. and everybody exists like a replicated life but they're different lives that they have yeah and they 
they realize that this thing exists. So they're trying to figure out how, and they can go back and forth between dimensions hmm. and their government and politics are trying to regulate how things occur. And then there's one I point in time, have... there's one point in time where somebody comes over and there's a disease and it wipes out like 15% of the population on one side of the oh, universe. Wow. So then they, that they're, they're struggling with that. And, um, they, they regularly have meetings where, um, groups of people will come into a conference room that's separated by a large glass window. Everybody sits in the same seats parallel to each other and they read these codes to each other. It's, it's just like gibberish, but they're exchanging information. They all mm -hmm. wear suits and look the same so that they're not getting, giving any information about who they are on their mm -hmm. other life. Mm -hmm. And, um, JK Simmons in one universe plays this like very, um, regular office cubicle from what i understand guy who's mm -hmm. just you know your average typical guy and then in the other universe he's like a spy who goes uh to retrieve people from the universe other universe who go rogue oh wow and um it just sounds mm -hmm. really interesting and i asked him i said how do they how do they get back and forth between these dimensions he goes it's a hallway yeah <laughs> It's like a Cold War situation if it was in modern time. They have uh -huh. like checkpoints and barriers and things like that that you have to go through. So is it a, is it a Netflix show? Stars. Stars. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I saw a, a commercial or something for that. And because I remember because um, shows and movies and such that that have uh, like this type of science fiction revolving um, parallel universes or time travel. I love. I love. I love. So I feel like I saw advertisement for it mm -hmm. at some point have you seen um actually if you have do you have amazon prime they have um a lot of people don't use their videos man they have such good videos on amazon you can find a lot of good indie films on amazon prime yeah and um one of them i found is uh oh man i can't Co coherence i think maybe the name and um it's so this these group of friends come to uh they're at a, a dinner party and then there's this comet that's that's supposed to be on the way that night and apparently that it, it gets really close to earth and apparently whenever it gets close to earth that like weird stuff starts happening mm -hmm. well what it is is it's um like a, um, a parallel universe but it, it basically kind of collapses everything to where like basically the parallel universes are all the doors are all like right there within that one little block or wherever the case may be mm -hmm. and uh so the lights go out and then they see this other house that has lights and they go to try to go over there well it turns out basically that like when you walk into the street you walk into like a uh, almost like a roulette of of uh parallel universes and then when you walk back to what you at least assume is your house it could be you have no idea which actual house you know, so it's like an infinite amount of parallel universes it's really really good oh, wow. look it up it's it's um so that one's really good and i saw sneaky um, pete on amazon prime like i just read it brian cranston is in it hmm. and I should probably look up the description. It's been a while since I've actually, um, I just kind of, you know, watched the what trailer it, on it. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky Pete. <laughs> and um, I want to say it's kind of a gritty crime drama looking thing. Uh, yeah. So guy plays the role of Marius, a con man who tries to leave his old life behind by assuming the identity of his cellmate, Pete. Uh, while Pete's family doesn't have reasons to s suspect that he is not their long-lost loved one, they are a colorful group of people with their own secrets, blah, blah, blah. But I think Brian Cranston is like the guy that is, he's like some sort of gang boss or something like that, that, hmm. I th that maybe like 
this guy Pete that he's in the main characters impersonating owes money to or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but it's gotten really good reviews. Eight point three on IMDb, ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Sweet. Which Rotten Tomatoes uh, have a love hate relationship because I think it's owned by Warner Brothers, you know, <laughs> one of the biggest production companies yeah. in the U.S. So there's got to be a little bias there going on. <laughs> Because I used to live and die by Rotten Tomatoes, but <laughs> now it's kind of, you got to assimilate all the, uh, you know, and that goes back to what we were talking about earlier, just to being able to go and actually cross check, mm -hmm. you know, see the bigger picture of things, you know, yeah. before you can tell what TV series <laughs> or political take, you know, views you want to have. Right, you know, right. So, so how do you feel about, uh, um, Man, people are just jumping from Facebook and this all this data stuff that they've been they've been stealing people's data. Well, I don't know about stealing, but man, I, I don't I don't know what to take of it. That's the thing people I, people have predict. Oh, this is going to sink Facebook. This is going to sink Facebook and all different stuff. But this is pretty bad. Hmm. I mean, the, and now um, I saw where you could actually download like every bit of uh, information that data has that uh, all the data that Facebook has collected on you. Have you seen that? No. Yeah, apparently you can do it. People are like freaking out like they have they have like texts and personal uh messages you send you send to people especially uh, I, th I think it said with people with android phones got it worse oh that's me <laughs> I, got it worse. I had one i had i had actually uh, i got an iphone now i've only had this for maybe like two years but before that i've always had android phones so mm -hmm. who knows what all they got on me so so i'm confused you can download all the information like apparently the, the users what, can or the yeah. facebook com companies no well, like, I, you, like users like you can go on there and um I, that's that's i've saw a few articles I, mean, I haven't tried to do it myself but apparently that's what people are saying you could actually go on and download like a zip a zip file of all, everything that everything. you've every interaction that, or that whatever facebook, that, that facebook has collected wow yeah the facebook keeps so and that's uh, like i said there people are saying that there's like private uh, messages on there mm -hmm. so i don't know well i wonder what their reasoning is for collecting all that metadata like why is it is I think it market... necessary for the network to work i mean they've got a well i think it's uh and and i think it's a lot of you know you're trying to you're trying to create technology and programs that can learn i mean i think it's i don't know if it's bad intentions i mean I, somebody may have obviously could use it with bad intentions but uh i think that no i think the the ultimate goal is to just create technology that can learn from you and um you know figure out what you like stuff i mean i don't, I don't have a problem with that i'd rather see advertisements for stuff that i potentially may buy than you know i'm i'm, I'm i mean stuff that i know wouldn't you know why, why why would marketers want to waste their time marketing like a a, a gi joe to me when mm -hmm. they could all, all uh, you know try to get some titans uniforms on my yeah. head, you know like <laughs> I, don't, I don't need a bing bag <laughs> or whatever the case but you know i don't know it just yeah it's, I, I think i think it's a lot of marketing yeah uh, I that makes say. sense but you know people do use it for you know people use it for political reasons and a lot of horrible stuff so i don't know it's just going to be interesting because you see, you see the younger generation just completely getting away from Facebook. A lot of them don't even have have Facebook accounts anymore. Um, and I'd like to see the numbers on that. Where where the numbers of users? Oh, it's dropping. Really? Oh yeah, and especially the younger generation. They a lot of they're using Twitter and um, Instagram and Snapchat more. And I think that's that's and it's funny. You know, you'll have like 
you know, some, some people, oh, why, are the, why are the younger generation using, why aren't they getting on Facebook? You know, I want to be able to get on there and like debate and all that and, and like, and talk about politics. Like, well, that's why, <laughs> you know, they don't want to get on there and constantly hear hear this stuff. Mm. Um, you know, we want to follow who we want to follow and I don't know. But yeah. I'm, 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 I don't know, Facebook is, it's something. Facebook um, has, it. Instagram is kind of usually what I post stuff through and, and I just send that post through Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, I just, but then I do go on and interact and everything like that because that's just kind of part of the, you know, the name of the game, mm -hmm. you know, like I was talking about the logarithms, you kind of have to interact and stuff if you want that Facebook post to be seen or whatever and, and. I don't know, but Instagram's nice because it's super clean. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all picture based. So, you know, you have to say what you want to say through that picture initially. Mm -hmm. And then it has to capture the attention of the person to actually want to read if, if there's a caption involved or something right. like that. So, and there's an more of an artsy aspect. And I feel like Facebook has tried to, because Facebook owns Instagram, right? I believe that, so. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Um, and I think they, they're trying to take cues from that because they are they're always offering you know make a make your comment color background right, and yeah. uh you know whatever whatever mm -hmm. all these filters and stuff that yeah Facebook's filters doing now. yeah like the vr virtual reality stuff and i haven't messed with that there's like a i don't know if you noticed on the on the facebook app you can like swipe i think you gotta swipe left and um and like a whole like camera comes up and you can actually do like virtual reality filters and stuff. I haven't, mean, that's a little, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to mess with that on Facebook. <laughs> do you get into any virtual reality stuff? Are you a gamer at all? Um, no, I, ha I haven't done any virtual reality stuff. I play, uh, I've got a PlayStation four. Um, I just finished, I finished the new Assassin's Creed, um, about a month or so ago and, uh, play Madden football. Um, I, I, most of the games that I I don't really care for like first person shooter games. I don't really like the the just you know the uh, gold uh, not not uh, gold well Goldeneye was a classic first of all but um, uh, Call of Duty all that stuff I'm just not into the shoot 'em up games. I, mm -hmm. like, I like more if I'm gonna have a first person shooter I like more of the Tom Clancy where it's more strategic and not the run and gun. Mm -hmm. You know I like to be able to think about it instead of just running in place. Yeah, <laughs> but. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I got a PlayStation 4. I mean, I wouldn't classify myself as a huge gamer, though. Yeah. When I was doing all that traveling and stuff, and I was ended up buying an Xbox One mm -hmm. uh, because PUBG came out. Mm -hmm. My little brother was playing it, and I'd go over there and played it, and I was like, man, this is pretty dang cool. Yeah. So uh, I would go over there just just to play it because I had free time or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead because cause everybody was playing it, you know? Yeah. So I got one and played it for a little bit and haven't played it in weeks now, but, uh, it's, 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 fun. it's good to have just kind of when you're, you know, your little, you know, you maybe you played enough music or you've done some, you know, you're just like, I just want to get something new. Just kind of check out and play video games. You know, that's what yeah. I kind of do. Just get away but from it. It's, it's kind of going full circle on what we've talked about with games and television series and things like that. Like, there's it's really hard for me to get into series in general because mm -hmm. i know the amount of time it's going to take oh yeah and you know if i if i don't have time to play my guitar then it's almost like i i can't allow myself yeah. to sit down and and watch tv or, or play a video game and 
that's kind of been the trend the last couple of weeks. It's like, I haven't been able to play my guitar and I just, I don't sit down to, to do anything mm -hmm. that related. I have watched, um, uh, which we were talking about series, uh, comedians and cars getting coffee. Yeah. Jerry Seinfeld that's show. A good one, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's basically a podcast. You yeah. Know, they're, I mean... they're talking and they're driving around. It's a video podcast is the way I see it because I can, I can watch that show and cook or exercise and I don't actually have to watch it. You know, I can, um, you know, I, I like to see the car parts for sure. Yeah. They, they knock that out at the very first minute of the show. Mm -hmm. After that, I, it, I can just listen to it. You no, know? yeah, you're right. And that's, I've, I've watched that show. Um, I've had it watch that show on, um, while I'm just getting ready for work or something. Mm -hmm. or, uh, cooking, you know, like you said, but, but yeah, it's, it, it, I haven't thought about that. It kind of is like a, a, a podcast in a, mm -hmm. in a way. So I don't know, maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. Uh, but as far as the video games, I don't know. I, I, I feel, I feel like I get more, I get more into the games that I have a, a little bit more of a, um, like a, a person, like I'm a big football fan. So I like Madden. Mm -hmm. Um, and with Assassin's Creed, um, that goes into a lot of theology and history and stuff, which I'm fascinated by. And you're a ninja. Yeah, and I'm a ninja, um, but <laughs> but uh, no. In fact, they had theologians working on the on the game, mm -hmm. and it's it's like this whole alternate reality. It's just yeah, their their historical context is mm -hmm. pretty. And you go, I mean, you play you you get to um, you go in. You meet you, you meet um, Leonardo da Vinci. You meet um, George Washington in the game. You know, it's, it's just cool. You know, so, uh, somebody who appreciates history being able to yeah. go through and see all that i think um vr the last couple of years because i when i was younger um we used to live in an area that at the time um it was like the outskirts of diaverville back when uh, back then you could have considered it country almost right. you know and there was just not a lot of other people around we had two other neighbors mm -hmm. and before i you know i had a car or anything like that like video games were just like they were awesome yeah. they were the shit yeah so sit around and, and play that stuff um and just over the years video games have pulled me in less and less and i think vr technology might be the next big step that mm -hmm. actually might start pulling me in a little bit more because i like the idea it's also the idea of just sitting down stationary especially if you have a job where you're sitting down for right. a large portion of the day uh, the idea of doing more sitting to me is just like totally out, out my, outside my realm of what I want to do. Yeah. But VR, if if they can get to where you're like standing and interacting and moving your body around, which I've only looked so much into it, but that seems like it would be really, really cool. And I've been playing a friend of mine um, sent me a thing because Xbox does these monthly free games or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said, you need to check out this game super hot. He said it's really cool and it's free for this month and I played it and it it was really cool and it's a it's designed for VR but it's actually pretty fun on on the consoles itself and it's it's just a first person shooter puzzle game hmm. which time only moves when you do nice so and and it looks like a VR game like so you can go like kind of set things up and then switch on or something yeah like um like I could start off with uh, a sword in my hand and a dude over here and a dude over here who shoots a shotgun blast so the shotgun blast happens and I stop and then I look and when I look the bullets come a little bit closer so well this guy he's right on top of me he's got a katana uh so I turn and I 
punch him, his weapon flies, I pick up the katana, slice him, and then I throw the katana at that dude, dodge uh. the bullet, step out of the way, <laughs> and then catch the gun that, you know, flies out of his hand. And the faster you move, it like it goes into you can push the stick so that everything's moving in real time. Uh -huh. And that makes it really difficult. Or you can go as slow as you want and just be like Neo and just you got to dispatch all the apart. enemies in the in the level. And it looks like a VR game because everything's white. The enemies are red and the bullets are red and anything you can pick up a weapon or a, an object you can throw is mm -hmm. black huh. so um and it's the whole storyline is based around like a person being in a var simulation huh. um and getting like addicted to the fact that they're this badass really yeah that, it, it, what's it called it's called uh super hot super hot i wonder yeah. if it's on P ps4 i believe it is hmm. i believe it is and it's an indie game too um but it's you know people rave about it for the vr game because you actually stand up and you use your hands and you look around and mm -hmm. um i've read reviewers who say you know they get done playing the game and their heart rate is just jacked <laughs> and they're sweating yeah because it's just you know it's a it's a pretty simple game on the surface level but the mechanics of it are just really fun and you right. feel like a badass yeah. <laughs> so i want to check that out yeah that so vr cool. technology you know and all um augmented augmented reality those mm -hmm. are all going to be big things that the industry i think is going to change because consumers are wanting to see more and more of it oh yeah and technology is getting there so it's scary scary scary, scary but cool yeah. i mean from a from an educational perspective i think it'd be fantastic to have you know google maps and yeah all that stuff plugged in you know all people that want to travel and just i think it would be so cool if you could just drop into into rome mm -hmm. and walk around you know on from your living room on a platform that just you know you're just walking in place but if you wanted to you could literally walk the planet mm -hmm. from vr you know what i what i what's coming to mind for me is um you could you could do a lot with uh you could have like the best minds the best uh teachers in the world um you could have them right wherever you want them you mm -hmm. could you, they could they could do some kind of vr where they teach classes mm -hmm. um and you could just sit there in your comfort of your own home or wherever and oh, uh, i dreamed about that as get a, a lecture <laughs> i mean well i mean you know if, if you're you know uh no but it no for real i mean it does it, that sounds like a, a excellent thing they could do um, you, I, I bet you could start lowering tuition with that kind of technology. You know? Yeah, absolutely. We so. talked about on the last podcast with Jared and Anthony about um, just technology and society and how it's you know going to change things. You know, we've got you know machines that can take your order online, that machines that can create your food, mm -hmm. deliver it through automated cars. You know, I mean, yeah. there's going to be so much that technology is going to is going to change the face of of um, and then it begs the question of like, what are people going to do for work and, and mm -hmm. all that and for a living? But um, I don't know. It's just a lot moving. And I, I'd love to get down that rabbit hole. But uh, unfortunately, I, I got to shut it down because gotta I got to get going here in a second. But it's just the technology where it's going. I mean, it always you can almost go back and look at the, the sci-fi movies from that were placed in our timeline now yeah you know back in the 70s and see what kind of stuff they thought of like blade runner is a great example mm -hmm. we don't necessarily have flying cars and all the stuff that was supposed to happen in 2019 or whatever the year was but 
iPads and things like that. You could see that in like old Star Trek yeah. television shows, and now now that's the norm. Or even uh, even Twilight Zone. I used to watch Twilight Zone uh, too. And yeah, that I mean, that they they used to have all kinds of you know sci-fi stuff, and that was in the fifties. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just seeing seeing what they. But I think the cool the cool thing about technology, um, like I said, it is a tool. But one thing that uh, you know, when when markets change and industries change, um, you know, I, I just think it's important for people to not be scared of it. You know, it's it's I I, I know it could, and you're gonna the people are gonna lose some jobs and and stuff. But it's important to um, um, the way I describe it is steer into it. Mm -hmm. You know, when when you're when you're when you start to uh, when you're driving and you start to slide on some ice or whatever, you know, most people tend to want to turn the steering wheel the opposite way and then they end up flipping, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what you're supposed to do is turn into it. So I feel like um, when it comes to technology, man, it's, it can be scary sometimes, but just turn into it, you know, embrace it and, uh, you know, figure out what kind of barriers you like. Yep. So. Barrier, my barrier is actually becoming the machine. <laughs> and very, very there, it won't real be a barrier. Yeah, no, very real possibility in our lifetime that somebody's g is gonna make that leap. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I could, I could see it. Mm -hmm. I could see it, and I could see it not that far off in the future. Yep, it's crazy. Yep, crazy time. Shay, man, it was great to have you again. Absolutely, I think we had a really balanced conversation here. We I think so. We talked about business, and we had a, we opened up and talked about our more human side, right? Yeah. You know, <laughs> absolutely. We, well, and I, I, you know, like I said, I, I, I think that's what we need more these days. Is um, you know. And I'm an I'm an elected official, and and um, you know, we just need people to be able to sit down and have honest conversations like this. And this way, you know, I I, I know that um, I can with you, and so that's why I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. So. We'll do it again sometime. Absolutely, cool. All right, man. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.